the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome back. Tuesday, January 24th, 2023. I am Seth Leibson. Our phone number is 602-508-0960. We had reason yesterday to talk about the problem in the changing of the plain meaning of words, the plain meaning, plain meaning of things. And I quoted uh, Confucius as saying that when words lose their meaning, people lose their liberty. A few of you asked me after the show to say something more about this. So to be sure, I'm happy to. Uh, The corruption of man is preceded by the fall of language, Ralph Waldo Emerson wrote. He goes on to write in an essay on nature, quote, a man's power to connect his thought with its proper symbol and so to utter it depends on the simplicity of his character, that is, upon his love of truth and his desire to communicate it without loss. When simplicity of character and the sovereignty of ideas is broken up by the prevalence of secondary desires, the desires of riches, of pleasure, of power and praise and duplicity and falsehood takes place for simplicity and truth, the power over nature as an interpreter of the will is lost. New new imagery ceases to be created and old words are perverted to stand for things which they are not. That's Emerson. Sound like the world you live in? Old Old words are perverted to stand for things which they are not? Some months back we brought this up in the context of George Orwell's essay on politics in the English language. There you will find him writing that in our time, quote, political speech and writing are largely the defense of the indefensible. He goes on, quote, thus political language has to consist largely of euphemism, question begging and sheer cloudy, cloudy vagueness. The great enemy, the great enemy of clear language is insincerity, close quote. He wrote all that about three years before he published his novel, 1984, where you can obviously see his mind was trained on these things. In that novel, we learned such notions, of course, that war could be peace, freedom could be slavery, and ignorance could be strength. The left gave us this new dictionary or revived it from the practice of George Orwell as described. You know... Some of the modern-day Orwellian semaphores, speech is violence, violence is mostly peaceful, peacefully and patriotically marching is insurrection, gender changing is gender affirming, keeping hands off of a body is having clinicians operate in your body, wanting those hands off the body is putting hands on it, colorblindness is racism, discrimination is anti-racism, voter suppression means more voters voting. And build back better means higher gas prices for your car and food shortages for your babies and tampon shortages for women. Or, I guess, menstruating men. Or better yet, all this from an administration that changed the definition of a vaccine and vaccination. 
at least just for one virus. And the man who is slated to be the next chief of staff for our president was this president's COVID czar. So let's see how they played it over there. A year ago, the CDC official and published definition of vaccination read, quote, the act of introducing a vaccine in the body to produce immunity to a specific disease. Okay, a vaccine was to produce immunity to a specific disease. And that's what the CDC said overnight. Without a press release, the word immunity was switched to protection. The CDC's definition of a vaccine changed from a product that stimulates a person's immune system to produce immunity to the current, quote, preparation that is used to stimulate the body's immune response against diseases. Produce became stimulate and immune became protect. Immune means not going to happen from the root, for example. Protect means a lot less than that. If you're on a freeway with zero drunk drivers, you are immune and exempt from having a DUI accident. If you wear a seatbelt, you are protected a bit, but not anywhere near immune. 90% of the population wears seatbelts. Tens of thousands of alcohol-related crashes take place every year. Over 10,000 people a year die in those crashes, for example. Nobody ever said the seatbelt gives you immunity. But this administration said the vaccine would and did. That is what a vaccine does. When it failed, they simply changed the word, the definition, and of course mandated that we do so much more fervently. Cities across the country do this with all kinds of problems. Convicted felons are now formerly incarcerated persons or justice-involved persons like a lawyer or judge, I guess. Illegal immigrants are undocumented citizens. You lower the definition of the price of theft on a felony, say by redefining shoplifting from a felony to a misdemeanor, and wham! You've reduced felonies in your community. They're not the underlying problem of theft, just the categorization and punishment of it. Let us remind right here that, of course, too, the border, this administration tells us, is secure. By the way, a new report out today reveals at this secure border another 38 people on the terrorism watch list were detained at our southern border. Why do you think they, the left, the administration, is so concerned about what they call disinformation and misinformation? Why are they so coddled to notions of censorship when their very president, Biden, presided over Supreme Court justice hearings as the chairman of the Senate Judiciary Committee cared most of all most uh, uh, cared most of his career about whether nominees would support the first amendment after all wasn't part of ted kennedy's great broadsides against robert bork that he was insensitive to claims of freedom and of speech and conscience he wasn't they are the novel or perhaps we should call it manual 1984 contains about the most chilling thing one can read quote Do you realize that the past, starting from yesterday, has been actually abolished? If it survives anywhere, it's in a few solid objects with no words attached to them, like a lump of glass. Already we know almost literally nothing about the revolution in the years before it. Every record has been destroyed or falsified. Every book has been rewritten. Every picture has been repainted. Every statue and street and building has been renamed. Every date has been altered, and that process is continuing day by day, minute by minute. History has stopped, 
Nothing exists except an endless present in which the party is always right, close quote. I always reemphasize that last part, an endless present. Think the crisis industrial complex or the frenzy in which the party with a capital P is always right. Thus, the attempted disinformation board and the trotting out of Barack Obama to speak to a global audience about the problems of misinformation, mis- misinformation and disinformation last year. He once speaking about calling ivermectin a horse drug when, in fact, it won a Nobel Prize for its effect on humans. He wasn't talking about changing government and official government language on websites in the dark of night with no notice. He wasn't talking about anything but, to borrow from Orwell, the insincere defense of the indefensible. He was talking about matters of political debate and opinion and categorizing them as misinformation and dangerous disinformation. I think some of the etiology of all this is the notion of, quote-unquote, my truth, the phrase my truth, which started its popularity in the 1990s, just about when we got to have a national and legal debate over the meaning of what the word and verb is means. How did Maxwell Scott, the newspaper editor, put it at the end of the great movie, The Man Who Shot Liberty Valance? When the legend becomes fact, print the legend. Of course, you can invent words, too, as we've seen with illegal immigrants and criminals and convicts or illegal and dangerous drug abuse now called substance use. You know, just a regular use of any anodyne substance like, say, sugar or ivory soap. I don't know how many of you know Demi Lovato's work or, for that matter, California's, but did you know there's now a redefinition of sober in the state that probably needs the most exacting definition of that word. It's called California sober. You want a definition for what California sober means? Not sober. In 1984, they invented the word black-white. The rationale was the durable for us to recall. Quote, this word, George Orwell taught us, has two mutually contradictory meanings. Applied to an opponent means the habit of impudently claiming that black is white in contradiction of plain fact. Applied to a party member, it means a loyal willingness to say that black is white when party discipline demands this. But it means also the ability to believe that black is white and more to know that black is white and to forget that one has ever believed the contrary. This demands a continuous alteration of the past made possible by the system of thought, which really embraces all the rest and which is known in newspeak as double think. They're going through that in Florida right now. We're going to have Stanley Kurtz on a little later to talk about that. Note the important part of this linguistic sleight of hand. It means one thing and gives aid and comfort to a party member if the party member stays loyal to the cause and party discipline against the evidence of plain facts and reality. But the point is to establish the sleight of hand with such saturation that it leads one to believing in the lie and then to move from belief to knowledge. Heck, you might even just call it science if you are really having a hard time convincing the non-party members. Then you can make them anti-science, can't you? What they are, what we are, in reality, is simply outside the party. But we live in a country where the culture has become the party, and the culture shapes reality. In the end, don't forget, in the end of the novel, 1984, Big Brother wins. I'm not sure most people remember that. The tyranny wins. So my plea is that we not just make Orwell fiction again, 
let's change the conclusion to the very thing we want to make fiction again. Make Orwell fiction again. Hashtag M-O-F-A. Until then, I think all we will have is what Kamala Harris said on Sunday. Liberty and the pursuit of happiness, which is nothing more than the triumph of the individual will, unbalanced and untempered by any limit or limiting principles like life or equality. Of course, she loves the construction of the phrase, your truth, which I first noticed two years ago after a student lectured her on Israel being responsible for genocide. You know, that which would explain the increase of the Palestinian Arab population, I suppose. And Harris told the student how important it was that she speak her truth, which is why I guess we are where we are in most things. And the vice president can serve as the new general editor of Thomas Jefferson. I'm Seth Leibson. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Seth Liebson Show. John is in Peoria. Hello, John. Hello, sir. How are you? I'm well. How are you? Thank. I'm doing good, my friend. Hey, thanks for everything you do, first of all. Oh. And then a quick thing before I get into what I really called about, because I keep hearing this, and uh, the VP's uh, butchering of the preamble yeah. of the Declaration of Independence, she also forgets that the inalienable rights are granted by the Creator. She admits that part. Yes, she did. That's right. She took out yeah. Creator as well. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah, exactly the, right. They're granted. The, those inalienable rights are granted by the Creator. So yes. She, she butchered it entirely. Yeah, butcher is the right word. She probably just thinks she's improving it. Yeah. <laughs> what an idiot. Sorry. Uh, but that's what she is. But anyhow... Uh, oh, I think it was deliberate, uh, don't I, you, John? I think it was done deliberately. Yeah, I mean, there was I, no I, way I, she could give that speech. I mean, I've never heard a pro-choice speech quote the Declaration of Independence. Usually it's the other way around, right? Right, and I'm casting aspersions, but I don't care. I'm sorry. No, it's fine. That it's fine. It's fine. It's... Yeah, but anyhow, I just want to tell you, that gentleman that you spoke to, Mr. Brandon Weikert, uh, is that his name, Brian Weikert? Yesterday. Last night? Yes, yes, that Brandon Weikert, yes. On. We are headed in a really bad direction with Ukraine, and that gentleman in his total analysis, I'm so glad you had him on because uh, he is dead on with his analysis of what's going to happen. And I'm telling you, Seth, here, people don't realize, even if we go into a conventional war with Russia, it's not going to be like World War II. Yeah, we can't I mean, do it. They, we, we can't We can't have it. It can't happen. It just can't. Yeah, it can't happen. No, I mean, submarines that are going to launch against our... They'll launch conventional weapons first. Their bombers will come over. We're not going to escape this. Not like we escaped it in World War II, where it was all contained... And our, our only our boys and men were no. Uh, it it cannot happen. It's it's a non-starter. It's 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 it just simply cannot happen, John. Um, we can't let it happen. And this is a real crisis of leadership. Uh, when we had strong presidents, uh, other countries didn't invade. When we had weak ones, they did. They did it in Syria. They did it in Russia. From Russia under Obama. They're doing it under Biden. You cannot have it. Uh, it, it. We cannot have a war with Russia, and we cannot at the same time, which is the real crux of the issue, the real razor's edge here, the real problem, 
the real catch-22. We can't let dictators invade other countries like this either. Um, that's why the crisis yeah. of leadership so is really- so important. Yeah, no, I mean the importance of a strong president who has his wits and who has the respect of the world, whether it's respect of love or respect of fear or respect of dislike, it's important that we have it. Yeah, and here's the deal, Seth. They keep on laughing when they keep on threatening the nuclear war. I mean, we got to take. We should. We shouldn't be laughing at them and saying, "Oh, they're weak." That's why they're doing that bellicose threatening. But they might be really serious with their threatening because they're not going to get let, let Moscow be taken over. Well, they they're didn't think they would Moscow. invade. Yeah, no. I mean, every time we have underestimated them, they won't invade Crimea. They won't invade Ukraine. They have. And, you know, the same the same idea was the, the uh, took place with Syrian chemical weapons, which, by the way, we farmed out to Russia. I mean, if you're Russia uh, and you see Obama or Biden, you see appeasement and and you see getting away with it. Um, that is the problem here. I think they are um, dead serious. Uh, they certainly have strong will. They have a stronger will than we do. I don't know if they have a stronger will than the Ukrainian people do. But they certainly have a stronger, uh, a bigger population, and they certainly have more armaments at this point. So, I mean, we're in a real crisis here. I mean, people were hair on fire this time last year when it happened. I don't understand how you – know, do you remember all the virtue signaling too, by the way? I mean, I, that, that's all just disappeared Ooh, yeah. over the virtue, uh, I should say, over the vice – of this president not being able to come through on his promises. Remember how crushing those sanctions were going to be? They were never going to be oh, crushing. Yeah. yeah, no, it was not going to happen. And Russia knew that, too. Russia, I mean, Russia knows history. Russia knows history. The Democrats don't. No, Russia's been around for thousands of years, my friend. <laughs> uh, at least a couple thousand. And... Uh, I mean, we're uh, some people are sleepwalking into this. Yeah, no, I mean? and there are ways. You know, you can have a couple positions here that are not fully inconsistent. You can be supportive of Ukraine and not supportive of the current strategy. Um, I'm thinking of you know Reagan, uh, the Reagan presidency, and the and the Iran Contra mess. I mean, we wanted our hostage back. You just didn't have to pay them off. We wanted the uh, Contras to uh, to succeed. We just didn't have to do it the way we did it. Um, so, you know, you can you can have a policy that contains Vladimir Putin. You can have that without having what we're having now, which is nervousness and threat. And if Brandon is right, quietly uh, watching uh, a lead up to a potential uh, stand down, a stare off uh, um, with 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 Russia. I mean, I don't think I don't think we're at Cuban missile crisis levels of threat right now. But we are slowly and quickly marching to those threat levels. I'm Seth Liebson. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Seth Liebson Show. John Dombrowski is the president and founder of Grand Canyon Planning Associates, Grand Canyon Planning Dot com is his website. He's also the host of his own radio show every Saturday morning, The Word on Wealth, right here at 7 a.m. How are you, John? Fantastic. Seth, are you a beer drinker? Uh, I, yes, sure. Okay, I'm not. But, okay. But interesting, in 1935, the first 
canned beer went on sale. No kidding. In 1935, January 24th. Yes, sir. No kidding. So for those beer drinkers out there. I wonder who raise, first did it. Raise one tonight uh, in, uh, you know, thanks for, you know, whoever put you know, beer in a can. You know, the stories of those industries are really interesting. Uh, there was an interesting biography of the Adolf Coors Company. During uh, Prohibition, uh, it, the Coors folks, the Coors family didn't want to um, put any of their employees out of work. Mm-hmm. So they just they just started brewing non-alcoholic malt, malt beverages to mm-hmm. keep them all employed. Mm-hmm. Kind of an interesting story, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. It, it got freed uh, Kruger yep. Brewing Company is who did this. Huh. 2,000 cans of Kruger's finest beer. No kidding. Cream ale went into cans. No Richmond, kidding. Richmond, Virginia. Yeah, interesting. Anyway. Anyway. All right. Talk yes. to me about this uh, technical issue. Speaking of... Uh, doesn't just affect uh, airline industry, I guess. Uh, it affects the New York Stock Exchange sometimes ah. too, right? Yeah, we had a little technical uh, canceled glitch. some flights or trades, I guess. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, early in trading, basically, uh, when the market opened this morning, there was some erratic kind of uh, movement in some stock prices, which you know potentially would create um, a halt. They call it a halt, volatility halt. Uh, which is in place, these different triggers that would limit um, the sale of, of some stock to basically to um, make sure that there's not some type of a major um, panic that mm-hmm. would occur, mm-hmm. right? If you saw a stock move one way or another, a stock was falling, as an example, you might get nervous and you think you have to sell. Uh, so there's usually these stops that are put in place, these halts. And, and apparently this morning there was some erratic um, – a posting of prices on some stocks. And I, what's interesting, I read this article. They still haven't given us the reason for it. It just said that there was a system issue that led to the exchange, uh, you know, to to stop transfer uh, the sale of some of these companies uh, stocks. like McDonald's were affected. So, yes, like, you know. companies like McDonald's. Correct. So um, ultimately, what's going to wind up happening here is, is they're going to go back and look at try to find out what happened. And if there was some, you know, uh, things that shouldn't have, you know, prices that should not have occurred, they're going to go ahead and they'll cancel those trades that occurred to make sure that people who maybe sold at a lower price than what they should have, that they're not going to be harmed in any way. And that'll be better for them, obviously. Interesting. Okay. But they did get it fixed very quickly in a matter of minutes. And uh, normal trading continued, um, I think, by 945. So within 15 minutes, it was was, – it was corrected. Speaking of temporary, mm-hmm. uh, looks like companies are cutting temp workers now, mm. right? Uh, employment through staffing firms has fallen for five straight months. Similar yeah. pullbacks have preceded recent recessions. So nothing new um, as far as the expectations here, but the sign of, of the recessionary moment, right? Yes. and uh, But what is interesting, Seth, I, I do believe you will start to see that area of the employment um, market pickup. That's what I think. Yeah, because when companies, again, get back into the yep. swing of hiring, yep. they maybe don't want to hire a full-time yep. employee because they don't want to have to pay all of yep. the uh, ancillary uh, benefits. You know, benefits. And, yeah, I think you're right about that. And I also think not a lot of people want to commit to full-time employment. I mean, right. this is that ongoing crisis we have right yep. now. Yep, and we also have corporate earnings out today. Microsoft okay. reported after the bell. Uh, they, they performed very well, and the stock uh, is up um, pretty sharply after um, after the market closed today. So 
Again, corporate earnings are going to continue. Uh, this is the season for it, as well as Barrett Jackson and uh, you know the golf golf tournament and yeah. uh, the Super Bowl. So a lot going on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Documents being found everywhere, evidently. Yes. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. Now Mike Pence, I heard. Too, yeah, right? Mike Pence is now. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Um, and DOG is suing Google. Uh, it looks like the Justice Department is alleging mm-hmm. Google is abusing monopoly power in the ad tech industry. We're going to watch that one as yes. well. Yeah, there's a lot, a lot going on in regula- in the regulatory, uh, you know, arena, and we're gonna, you know, maybe see some of these things are valid, maybe some of them yeah, aren't, but right. that's what the court is for. Yep, and we'll see how it goes. You betcha, sir. Okay, thank you, John. You bet. Uh, you can reach out to me at our website, GrandCanyonPlanning.com, Securities and Advisory Services, offered through Cl- Creative One Securities LLC, a member of Finrod Tipic and an investment advisor, Grand Canyon Planning Associates LLC, and Creative One Securities LLC are not affiliated. Thank Folks, you, he is the best there is, I'm telling you. Off the sky. <laughs> I do, John. All right. We'll All talk right. to you soon. Bye. I am Seth Leibson, 602-508-0960. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Seth Leapson Show. I just read it's National Peanut Butter Day. Again, I don't know how official any of these citations really are, but it does bring up a point that puts you a little bit in the hot seat here, Bill. Yeah, you're you're creating your own kind of your own version of a, of, of a safe use facility in the kitchen. You 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 thought you would go after the ants. I was against this from the beginning. You thought you would go out. We had a little bit of an ant problem in the kitchen counter situation here at the office. So you thought you'd take a little bottle cap and put a little peanut butter in it, the theory being that they would eat the peanut butter or be attracted to it and get stuck and die, and soon enough there would be no more ant problem. As of for the last six months, all I have seen you be doing is putting more and more peanut butter in that cap. You've created a safe use facility. The peanut butter... National Peanut Butter Day is loved by the ants, thanks to you. Anyway, are you going to stop the nonsense here and and go with a message of prevention or something at some point? Well, I've told the ants to take turns. Is that what it is? All I see is more and more peanut butter. It just gets filled more and more with peanut butter. You're not solving anything. You're not solving any problem. You're creating a problem. You're creating a magnet. Half peanut butter, half borax, everybody. It's how you you destroy a, a, a... you know, a community or a neighborhood. Pretty soon the kitchen will be infested because of your efforts. Nice work if you can get it. The White House, uh, because they don't know what real enemies abroad are, I suppose, is going after ideological enemies at home. Uh, According to the Federalist, the White House made a target of Governor Ron DeSantis again after the DeSantis administration rejected a proposal to teach critical race theory in Florida high schools. Good for Ron DeSantis. This is an unprecedented move so far as we know by any governor in turning down this AP curriculum. We'll have Stanley Kurtz on this in the next hour. He's um, been the expert recommending these things. On Sunday, Vice President Kamala Harris said, quote, unfortunately, in Florida, extremist so-called leaders ban books block history classes, and prevent teachers from freely discussing who they are and who they love. Anyone who bans teaching American history has no right to shape America's future. There's a lot to unpack there. I I got stuck on something I didn't see at first. So-called leaders, 
Kamala Harris writes. So-called leaders, so-called leaders, she spoke and said, referring to the governor of Florida, that he's a so-called leader. Is that election denial or something? I mean, a lot of politicians have claimed that they should have won and they get criticized for it or that they might have won and they got criticized for it. Um, I didn't think there was any question that the 20-point victory of Ron DeSantis in his re-election bid was was up for grabs. So-called leaders. Anyway, ban books, block history classes, and prevent teachers. Do you just throw this stuff around no matter what? Does Kamala Harris have, again, no, is there nothing that she would think inappropriate in a classroom? Obviously, there is. Obviously, they don't like the Florida curriculum. So who's blocking those classes? She is. Book banning? Book ban? Are there no pieces of quote-unquote so-called literature that are age-inappropriate? Are there none? I mean, I've in vain strained to read some of the fare in the books that we're talking about as being peddled to kindergartners and first grades, and it's difficult. You know why it's difficult? Because I would get fined, or the station would get fined from the FCC, but evidently it's just fine and dandy for kindergartners and first graders. That is not book banning. It is called curriculum selection. It is called age-appropriate material. Stopping an X-rated movie from being played to your fifth graders is not banning of films. It's called judgment. Blocking history classes. Well, you know, Woodrow Wilson aired a documentary in the White House, leader of the progressive movement in America, maybe the most famous progressive American, Woodrow Wilson. He aired a a history documentary in the White House. He was a bigot. He was a racist. He was everything that you could pejoratively attached to bigotry and racism. And he aired a documentary. It was called Birth of a Nation. It was a KKK film. It was a KKK documentary produced and propagandized. Would that be considered blocking history classes if a teacher wanted to block that documentary? As well they should, as well they would, as it shouldn't come up? We're, are we are we who opposed Woodrow Wilson showing that film blocking history? Court? It was a documentary. Can you just paste documentary or history course on any book or movie or film and let it be aired and let it be shown on the public dole, on the public dime to any kids whatsoever in the name of education? Prevent teachers from freely discussing who they are and who they love. Well, we know what that is because we saw on the libs of TikTok the teachers crying when the anti-woke act was, play, was, was passed by, by the Florida legislature and signed by DeSantis. We know exactly what that's about. Teachers on TikTok, thanks to libs of TikTok, crying that they could not talk about their love life over the weekend with their kindergartners. Thank God. It's not what kindergarten is for. Let them talk about their love life on TikTok, not in the classroom or anywhere else they want. Not in the classroom, not to five-year-olds. Kamala Harris goes on, anyone who bans teaching American history has no right to shape them. Who's 
banning teaching of American history. I know this world pretty well, folks. I've been involved in the history textbook curricula wars and adoptions for the better part of two decades. I've worked on, helped, and ghostwritten American history textbooks. I've reviewed American history textbooks in classrooms around the nation going back 50 and 60 years to see what was needed, where the gaps were, what was still true, what might not have been true anymore given recent discoveries or more current discoveries. I was brought up on fairly standard American history textbook fare, the kind of stuff that was written by New Deal Democrats. You know, when I was reading history in my own schooling in the 70s and 80s, I suppose, elementary and secondary. Would that be my elementary and secondary career? Yeah, 70s and 80s. The history textbook authors were standard New Deal Democrats. White men, sure. Sure they were. Of course they were. And I know all this stuff. I know all this stuff Kamala Harris is trying to reference and get in. She has no idea what she's talking about. She has no idea what she's talking about or she is gaslighting you. And Florida and DeSantis, who's doing the right thing. Here's an interesting, I mean, there's no way to do this, but it's an interesting thought. Take the best school. Try that again. Take the best public school in Florida. Track a kid K through 12 there and take the best public school in San Francisco K through 12 there. Tell me who has the better, more well-rounded education. I know what the answer will be without doing the test. Welcome back to the Seth Leapson Show. If you are concerned about stock market volatility, especially with Joe Biden in office, what if you could invest in a portfolio with a high fixed rate of return that's not correlated to the stock market? Well, our friends at Y-Refi can do that for you. It's a portfolio where you'll know what each monthly statement will look like with no surprises. You can turn your monthly income on or off, compound it, whatever you choose, with no loss of principal if you need your money back at any time. This is a secure collateralized portfolio that delivers an up to 10.25% rate of return. That's right, 10 and a quarter percent. A due diligence approved firm. You can check them out at investyrefi.com. That's the word invest, the letter Y, R-E-F-Y.com. Or give them a call at 888-YREFI-34. 888-YREFI-34. It's just interesting to me, I have to tell you, that the White House thinks they're going to win this war with DeSantis on curriculum, of all things, on woke curriculum. Uh, listen to what listen to what Ron DeSantis banned, okay? This is what he, quote-unquote, using Kamala Harris's words, banned. In, in one of the units that uh that uh the AP is 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 that the AP puts in its curriculum one of the history units is on the issue issue of colorblindness it's an it's a topic explicitly devoted to colorblindness their words the suggested reading in that in their in their curriculum is by Edward Bonilla Silva Edward Bonilla Silva. This is a sociologist 
who's best known for the concept I actually used in my monologue about words not meaning what we used to think they mean. This is an advocate sociologist who says that colorblindness itself is racism. This is a sociology professor who would make the argument that Martin Luther King is a racist by today's standards. This is the nonsense. This is the crud that DeSantis is saying no to. Plato said the two most important questions any society asks is, who will teach the, t- who will teach the children and what will they be taught? Well, can't really do too much about the who, but good governors like DeSantis can fix the what. We'll have Stanley Kurtz coming right up to talk more about this. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. 